Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gateway Sports Venue Show. I'm John Huff, joined by Roman Bishop, and we will continue with the Week 7 Top 15 Previews with the Rogan Portnoy Sportsbook. Yeah, so um, moving right into it, we got uh, the number 15 game of the week. Uh, we got some MCC action. We got Slu High traveling to Chaminade. Um, the Junior Bills are favored by 19.5 in this one, and the over-under is at 66.5. Um, Slew High is coming off a, a decently close loss to um, DeSmet. Um, ended up winning by 17 points, but it's a pretty competitive game the whole time. Um, and given how it's played out, I think Slew is just top to bottom, both sides of the ball, a much more talented team than Chaminade is. So I'm confident they can cover here, and I'm going to go with the under also. Yeah, uh, I mean, SLU, they had a, you know, they lost by 17 to the Smet, which isn't a terrible loss. And they're 2-4, they're, they're but they're playing at a, you know, pretty high level. I mean, they haven't really, uh, I mean, I mean, geez, like St. Mary's, Timberland, CBC, Vachon, the Smet. I mean, the only really easy game they had was Vianney, and, and they beat Vachon by a good amount. So, you know. Chaminade, they're two and four. They've, they've you know two victories in a row, but against Soldan and Viani. So, and any team they've gone up against with a winning record, they've lost. And even though this Slu's got a losing record, but they, like I just said, they're playing at a high level. So I got to go with Slu, and I'll uh, pick. Um, I have them covering. You need to go with the over under on this one. Oh yeah, I always forget. Um, I'll say over. All right, you got Slu in the over. I think Chaminade might get a couple points. Okay, and next up in our number four team match of the week, we got some GAC South action. We got Zumwalt West at Howell Central. Zumwalt West is favored by twenty and a half here, and the over under is at fifty seven and a half. I'm really thinking that Coach Radigan and his staff are going to hopefully turn it around real quick here and make sure the Spartans compete with the Jaguars better than they did against Howell North. Um, this is a huge game for both teams. Um, just trying to get back into it. I mean, we know both teams are coming off pretty big losses. Um, Cody Goff has been pretty good as QB recently for the Jaguars. Um, so I'm still confident that Zuma West is going to win, but I do think Howell Central covers here. So I'll go Howell Central to cover, but Zuma West to win, and I'll go with the over. I think there's going to be a lot of offense in this game. Yeah, that's a huge spread for Zuma West right there. I do have Central covering. I will take the over, um, but I, 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 it's hard – Hard to see Central winning this after losing by 21 to Francis Howell North. And, you know, it's very possible West could also, um, you know, win by over 20. But they, they're kind of, they can be a random team at times, though. Um, I mean, we've seen them, but at a higher level. I mean, West and Central have both had some odd results. And, um, 
you know, but West, they, they seem to be being at, playing odd at a higher level. If you if you know what I if you can understand what I'm trying to say there, you know, like they've almost beat Timberland and they gave Eureka a really good game, um, even though they're still two and four. So, um, yeah, but like I said, they've been playing at a higher level and had some pretty close losses that have been kind of impressive in a way. So yeah, I got to go with the Jaguars to win and. It is at it is at Howe Central, so maybe that might play a factor. I'll have them covering. I will take the over though. So you're taking Zuma West to cover in the over? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Next up, number thirteen matchup of the week, we got Lift for Life at Corner Ritter. Um, Corner Ritter is favored by twenty seven and a half. The over under set at forty four and a half. Um, Corner Ritter's rolling. They're still undefeated. Um, they have really not slowed down yet this season at all. Um, and we know how I – mean, I, I don't I, – I can't say I uh, – we know I, I do know Marvin Burks has been having a very good season so far at running back um, and defensively and at corner as well. I mean, right now they're 6-0. and They just absolutely destroyed Borgia. Um, they literally – in six of their games, they've pitched a shutout defensively. Um, only Halias and Vashon have been able to put up points in the first place. I mean, they've literally only allowed 21 points in total over six games. Um, that's just incredible. I mean, and given that lift for life relies heavily on their defense, um, I've got to go with um, – this is, this is tough. I, mm, I think lift for life is going to be able to score a touchdown, but that's it. So I'll have them scoring seven points. And I'll have Cardinal Ritter scoring 30 points, I want to say. I mean, we know how good the Live for Life defense is, and the Cardinal Ritter defense is good, too. So I'm actually going to go with I'll, – I'll pick Live for Life to cover, but I think this is going to be like a pretty pretty dominant win by Cardinal Ritter. So I'll go with Live for Life to cover, and I'll go with the under. 44, under 44 and a half. Um, okay. I, I actually – I got Cardinal Ritter covering. They've just been so good. Um, even though Live for Life never seems to like disappoint, really. So, yeah, they've and they're five and one, so they're doing you know quite well. Um, uh, they did get shut out by Saint Dominic, so that kind of wants me to believe that Carter Ritter will do a lot more than that. And it's actually pretty. I mean, in their defense, I mean, I I, I think I ex- almost expect a shutout out of, out of Carter Ritter because I mean they they shut out Lutheran Saint Charles and Borgia in back to back weeks, which is is pretty freaking amazing, I think. Um, you know, because both those teams have good players on offense, and the fact that Cardinal Ritter didn't even let them score is pretty, pretty, a, a pretty good achievement. So, and they're they're doing really well right now offensively. It seems they've gotten a new identity. I mean, Carson Boyd is. I mean, they're they're switching between Carson Boyd and Antoine McKay, and both of them are are playing pretty well. Um, could go with either one of them right now. So, yeah, the really good, really good receiving core. So, um, yeah, going with. Uh, I don't really need to explain myself any further. Carter Ritter covering, and I'll take the over. Okay. Next up, um, big Triple A conference rivalry. We got Saint Dominic at Duchenne. Uh, Saint Dominic is favored by six and a half from the over under set at forty one and a half. Um, there was a little press release that came out recently, and it was um, the Archdiocese of St. Louis. It was talking about how um, Duchenne will continue to be um, a strong and important school, Catholic school in the St. Louis area, and that they um, 
their addition will absolutely not close anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, that came in the wake of the news of St. Mary's and Rosetti Kane closing. Um, so it is, it's fortunate to see the Duchenne is going to stay, um, stay alive, stays at school for a while. Um, it's a very good school over there in St. Charles. Yeah. Um, but I would just put that out there. Um, and it's, these are two, two solid teams that are, have been, have pretty similar seasons so far. Um, I think Duchenne's defense has been inconsistent at points. Um, even though St. Dominic is still without Jackson Overton, I think they should still I, they should still win here. So I'm going to go with St. Dominic to cover, and I'm going to go with um, the under 41 and a half. Yeah, St. Mary's they've been they've been inconsistent offensively, kind of the whole season. Uh, I mean, they did a, they did a really good job against Lifford Life. That's by far been their best win, but. Um, yeah, not only scoring 14 against Borgia and St. Mary's didn't really count. It's pretty much a wash. You know, you, you expect St. Mary's to, you know, just win a game like 49 to 10. So, um, I think there's a lot of, a little, some doubt in this, like how good each team really is. You know, both are three and three. Um, you know, both got beat by St. Mary's very similarly. I mean, the one difference, I, I feel like, I think St. Mary's has a better defense because, um, you know, they played close with, with Cardinal Ritter, even though you could say, well, hey, look, ipso facto, St. Dominic should win because they, they shut out Lift for Life and Duchenne. But that was like weeks ago. And, and Roman, you, you said like you can't go off of separate head-to-head results. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Like if you can dive deep a little further about this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you mentioned how they both played corner, or they both played live for life very differently. I mean, Duchenne lost to live for life in week one, and then St. Dominic um, beat them pretty easily. Um, but we know the mistake of um, comparing common opponents too hard here. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's and especially uh, comparing against live for life, which is a very unique team. Um, so I mean, Duchenne right now. If my computer loads. Um, yeah, Duchenne's at three and three. They just ha- they beat Jennings that they should have beat Jennings. Yes. Um, they've lost to St. Mary's, Ritter, and then Live for Life. Three solid teams. Um, St. Dominic right now they are at three. They're at three and three also. They lost to St. Mary's um, and Borgia and Lutheran St. Charles. This is tough. Um, it's. Duchenne, they have the better athletes, I would say. But they yeah, can't. Yeah, it, it does. It does. It's which is tough. I mean, I, I'm still gonna go with St. Dom to cover here to cover here. I'm gonna go with the under. I think this will be a defensive battle. Um so yeah. So that's kinda all I got for that. However, though, I think Duchenne has not been able to run the ball well this season. And obviously that's what St. Dominic they that's what they aim to do. And I'm just trying to get some stats of like how they've done well defending the pass because I think that's going to be the big thing. If if St. Mary's is, pro- I mean, well, Duchenne, though, why do you say St. Mary's? Duchenne's probably going to have to beat St. Dominic by passing the football, you know, not not running the ball. And uh, mm, I don't know, man. It's it's tough. I feel like I have a little bit more confidence in St. Dominic in this one and. They, you could argue they should have beaten Borgia as well. I mean, I think they did a better job against Borgia than what... Well, even though in Duchenne, they beat Borgia, so I should say Duchenne did a better job against Borgia. I have really no idea, to be honest with you. So, what was your pick again? I'm picking St. Dominic to, to cover, and I'm going with the under. I'll have Duchenne covering. I'll take 
the I'll take the over because this is you'd think on paper this would be a good defensive battle, but it probably won't somehow. I'm just using that logic as but I, I, I think I, I still have Duchenne winning this game, though. I, I, no, I, I still have St. Dominic winning this game, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, next up, staying in the AAA conference, we got Borgia at Lutheran St. Charles. Lutheran St. Charles is sitting at minus 26.5, and the overrunners at 52.5. Um, we, uh, we know Borgia's been really exceeding expectations so far this year. Um, uh, they, they did just lose to Cardinal Ritter, but that was not really that surprising of a loss. They're still at 3-3. Three and three. Um, which surpassed their win total from last year. Um, they've had solid wins against St. Dominic and then Stratford and Pacific earlier in the year. Um, but Lutheran St. Charles, I would definitely put Lutheran St. Charles is better than Duchenne and they lost to Duchenne. Um, so I guess I got to get a bit, is it this, this is, this is tough. This is a big spread though. I, I'm still confident Lutheran St. Charles can win by 15, 20 points, but I do think Borgia is going to cover here. Um, and I'm going to go with the over. I think both offenses have been doing pretty solid so far. Yeah, I agree on the front that I think Borgia will cover, but Lutheran St. Charles wins. Um, it's it's funny. You look at both these teams, and you look at Borgia and think, wow, this has actually been a nice season for them, especially coming off of last year where you know it was kind of a disaster. You know, Borgia's they're already 3-3 three and three and probably will finish with a winning record. And then you look at Lutheran St. Charles and – you know, well, I I will say, I mean, you know, they kind of talk a big game, uh, but, I mean, they had a really good start, 3-0, but now they've lost their last three games. To be fair, though, I mean, against really good teams, and I think it was a little, I think some people might have got caught off guard how they lost to, you know, Rock Bridge, which is turning out to be a really good Rock Bridge team. So, but still, for them, the Lutheran St. Charles to lose the Rock Bridge by 29 points was not really it was very uninspiring but and they still got Borgia I mean they should beat Borgia but then they got Lutheran North who looks like a really good team now and then Chaminade so not, they do not have an easy three games left but I, I, I do yes they should find a way to beat Borgia but uh, I think this game is a lot more interesting now than what I think many of us would have thought before the season started okay so you're gonna go the, uh, you, you said Borgia to cover you're gonna go with the over or under I'll go with the over all right, I guess we both agree there. Uh, next up into our top 10 matches of the week, we got uh, Hazelwood Central at Ledoux. Um, uh, <laughs> this is funny. because I'm laughing because of how you alluded to this game earlier when we were talking about Ledoux. Um, so Hazelwood Central is favored by 3.5 points. The over-under set at 47.5. Um, Ledoux is at 3-3. Three and three. We talked about them earlier. Um, Hazelwood Central right now... Um, we know how much they lost from last season. They're also at three and three. They just beat Hazelwood West pretty easily, but we kind of expect them to do that. Yeah. Um, they have two, they have two other solid wins. I mean, they beat Parkway West 27 20 and they beat Parkway Central 45 14. And all three of their losses are against very good teams. I mean, Kirkwood, mm. they lost to Kirkwood by 18. They lost to Marquette by 16. They lost to Lutheran North by 19 or 21. So really, they stayed competitive with three very good teams. Um, so this is kind of like an insultingly low spread for Hazelwood Central. I mean, yes, both teams are three and three, um, but Hazelwood Central has just been playing better overall than Ledoux has been. Um, so I, I, I'm taking Hazelwood Central all day here. So I, I, I'm definitely going with Hazelwood Central to cover, and I'm going to go with the over. Yeah, it's I'm not. I I actually I do have Hazelwood Central covering. 
I think it will be. I think Ladue will find it, find a way to make it a close game. Since I mean, it very. I don't think they've ever have really gotten blown out at their home stadium, and they've only lost just a handful of times. And you know, they had a really good game against Parkway North uh, two weeks ago, which I don't think many people really saw envisioned. So, um, and, and the, the, the the bottom line is Hazelwood Central's got a big D line, well O O line, and some of those guys play on their D line too. So Ladue's just struggled. All season long against teams with you know long, with like trenches when they've just been completely outmatched size wise in the trenches. I mean, you saw that play out against Lafayette. However, though, I, the thing the kind of the bugaboo for Central this year is just they have not really been great at running the football. Um, so I mean, and, and Jackson Somerville has been a big time. He's de- he's definitely their best player on offense. Uh, he's had a nice season statistically. Um, 763 passing yards, although he, he does have a mind, he is below 50% on his completions. And then, um, him and Kareem Burns have over 240 rushing yards and each have four touchdowns. So it not, not like a great offense, but their defense has kind of been getting it done for them. Uh, I I'd say, and, so and, and Ladue is going to be, I think, one of the maybe the smaller teams they've gone up against, and maybe depth wise. But it'll it'll be a good game. I I, I think Ladue's going to find a way. I mean, I I, I do not think Ladue is going to get to- absolutely blitzkrieged like they did against Lafayette, though. So, um, and I, I you know I do think uh, well, I mean they did going to be one of the tougher passing teams they they faced, I would say. And if Ladue can somehow establish a run game with Isaiah Isaiah Julian, who is a who is actually a pretty nice running back, Ladue will have a chance. So, but right now, after just getting absolutely blown out, um, I don't think Ladue's morale is, is down. So, I just I just like Hazelwood Central. I, this has got to be one of those games where. You know, it, it's a good kind of medium level game for both teams. I, well, for at least Hazelwood Central because they've played some really good teams who they lost to, and then they the, all their wins have kind of been again. Well, actually, you know, Parkway West was a pretty nice one for them as it's turned out because West is turning out to have a decent season. So uh, I don't know. It, it, I think this would be another close game, but uh, I got Hazelwood Central on top for now because I'm, I'm giving them the advantage because of the trenches. You get Hazel Central, or are you going to go with the over or under? I will go with the over, actually. All right, I guess we agree once again. Uh, next up, number nine matchup of the week, we got Rockwood Summit at Oakville. Um, Rockwood Summit's favored by 17.5 here, and the over under set at 45.5. Um, we didn't mention either of these teams in our previews, but they're both having pretty good seasons so far. Um, right now, um, Oakwood, uh, not Oakwood. Oakwood, yes. Uh, Oakville is yeah. Oakville is sitting at a pretty solid four and two. Um, I mean, they obviously better than they were last year. Um, yes. Ethan Venable has been one of the best backs in the St. Louis area. Um, their two losses have come to Ladue and Eureka. Um, it's funny because <laughs> Oakville either plays a pretty bad team and they win by a lot, which is a good thing to see, or they play a, or they play a good team and they have a close loss. Um, and Summit is one of those really good teams. Um, Rockwood Summit is at uh, five and one, I believe. Yeah, they're at five and one. Uh, the one loss being the fourteen to two loss to Marquette earlier in the season. Um, the Mark this Summit defense has been as good as it was last year. I mean, they shut out McClure forty four zero. They beat Lindbergh twenty eight to six. 
Um, but Parkway North kind of exposed me a bit. Um, I don't think Oakville's offense is dynamic as Parkway North's. No, no, um, no, they're not. I still think, yeah, I still think Oakville is going to give them a close enough game. Um, it's, it's at Oakville too. It's their senior night. Um, I do think Summit's going to win, but I think Oakville's going to cover, and I'm going to go with the over on this one. So I think I really actually like Summit in this one because they don't have – I mean, they have a good enough run game, but what's really been huge for them is their passing game this season. Um, Grant Gibson's been pretty phenomenal. I mean, 1,000 passing yards, 64% completion percentage, 15 touchdowns, one interception. So he's been one of the most efficient quarterbacks um, really the whole area and probably even the state. I mean, how many other quarterbacks are you going to find with a 64 com- you know percent completion with over 1000 yards and you know a, a plus 14, you know, t- uh, no, plus 14 touchdown to interception ratio. So, you know, and then Elijah Stevens has been a nice running back for for him, you know, for them, nine touchdowns, 574 yards. Um, you know, receiving, you know, Sam Vu's been really good, Tyler Metz um, you know, and they're still trying to implement JV on Tiller in there. You know, he recently got um, cleared to play. So, you know, Vu and Mets have been pretty good for them. Stevens is also really good, um, you know, out of the backfield as a receiver too. So um, I think that's – and Oakville is – they have been beaten on occasion. I know Ledoux kind of – they had a lot of big pass plays against them, and I think Summit's going to – they're, they're going to test them as well in a different way. Ledoux's kind of more of a – a little bit more of a gun ho long pass threat type of team, and Summit's not really going to beat you that way. They're going to beat you with slants and you know more shorter routes. So, but Summit, they're they're they have a very very good front seven. I think their front seven is just as good as last year's. I mean, their their secondary is what has been their has been their weakness defensively. But Oakville's not really a team that's going to challenge you as much in the secondary. I mean, every every now and again they're going to they're going to they'll you know try to fake you out a little bit with a play action beat you over the top but for the most part they're going to try to beat you on the ground with you know Ethan Venable for the most part so I think that so uh that 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 favors Summit right there a lot so I have them covering and uh I'll uh ooh, I'll take the uh I'll, I'll take the under okay Next up, uh, moving on over the Metro East, we get Highland at Waterloo. Two teams have uh, pretty quietly having good years. Yeah. Um, right now, Waterloo is five and one. Um, their one loss being against uh, Columbia League two nine to zero. Um, they got some pretty solid wins this year against Jerseyville last week. They beat Mascuda in week four, thirty-five to eighteen, and they also beat uh, Breeze Modern Day thirteen to two in week one. Um, Highland right now they are at four and two, five and oh, one. Also at five and one. Sorry, that, I, yeah, they're also five and one. Um, they crushed Sigma Memorial this week and they beat Triad thirty-five zero in week five or week four. Rap. Yeah, yeah, week week five. And they also beat Jerseyville. They beat Marion and they beat uh, Washington Illinois in week one. Their only loss being a three-point loss to Edwardsville. Um, Highland's been pretty consistent this year. Um, I think they're much more battle-tested than Waterloo is. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with Highland to cover here, and I'm going to go with the over. Yeah, I got them. I agree on all fronts right there. Um, Brett Wubbles, he doesn't thrown a. He hasn't even thrown over 100 passes. He's at 99, but he's thrown. He's but he's thrown for 20 touchdowns and only three interceptions. With, I mean, if you've thrown for 20 touchdowns, you'd think you'd have that guy would at least have 1,500 passing yards, but he's only got 1,067 passing yards so he's been 
We, we just talked about Grant Gibson. I mean, Wobbles has been more efficient. I mean, he's got an, ins- an insane QB rating of 155.691. 71% of his passes completed. And then Travis Porter on the ground for the, for the Bulldogs. He's rushed for 11 touchdowns on 87 carries for 618 yards. Uh, Wobbles has actually been – I mean, he's got 412 rushing yards as well on 37 carries and two touchdowns. So they've been – those two guys have been really efficient. And then – Brody Lewis and Kate Altadonna both have over three. Both have twenty catches exactly and over three hundred yard, three hundred receiving yards and at least three touchdowns. So, uh, you you really, I really like this Highland team. Um, yeah, and so they, I mean, they bring a lot back. They're a senior laden team. Uh, you know, really good defense as well. I mean, uh, besides the Edwardsville game, which you knew that was going to be a really tough game, they've only given up nineteen points to to Jerseyville and, and, and really it was two, two touchdowns. I mean, for their varsity actually, yeah, really like maybe one touchdown because um, against their varsity defense right there too. So they've been really good uh, Highland. So Waterloo's had a really nice season. And I mean, they, I expect, I mean, they got uh, three more tough games left with Highland, Triad and Freeburg, all winning teams. So, it won't be easy for Waterloo, but they've had a really good season so far. Um, best they've had in quite a while. But, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I have Highland covering, and I'm taking the over. Okay. Next up, we got Lutheran North at Maryville. Uh, Maryville is favored by 6.5 here. The over-under is at 52.5. Um, Maryville, for those of you who do not know, uh, it's the town that Northwest, Northwest Missouri State is, uh, University is located at um, in Maryville, Missouri, obviously. Um they're spinning in a very strong four and two right now. Those two losses are to um, St. Pius X in Kansas City and then Blair Oaks in week one, the same Blair Oaks that hammered Lutheran North in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Um, and it's Maryville is always a very solid small school team. Um, and we know St. Pius X was the team that beat Carl Ritter, the controversial um, pass play last year. And uh, and then we also been talking about Luther North a lot this um, this episode, but um, it's this is tough because I mean this is a, this is a haul to Maryville. I think I think Maryville is like a three and a half hour drive, something like that from uh, from St. Louis. So this would be um, definitely a home field advantage for Maryville. Um, but Luther North, they're, they're hot. I mean, the way they beat MICDS is very. It was it was very decisive. I mean, they beat, they beat a very good MICDS team pretty easily, and I think MICDS um, is just as good as Blair Oaks is. Um, so I guess it's maybe a little homer bias, but I'm gonna, I'm going to go with um, Lutheran North to cover here, and I'm going to go with the over. Yeah, I got Lutheran North covering too, and uh, you know I'll probably go with the over as well. Although I think I don't know what offense particularly Maryville runs, but Lutheran North it seems like they're going to try to run the ball a lot. You know. They got a. They really do have a good offensive line. I mean, they they moved the ball a ton against Francis Howell, um, and they did you know even even better against MICDS. So they can they can move the ball and score points. So yeah, I have Luther North covering. Um, I disagree with you on the fact that I think Blair Oaks is easily better than MICDS at this point. I mean, Blair Oaks they beat they beat Luther North thirty five nothing, and MICDS lost to Luther North thirty four to eighteen. So I think there's your answer. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, next up, we got Sekman at Pattonville. Um, we just mentioned Sekman there at six and one. Whoa, that's a big spread. Yeah, it is a big spread. Um, 
this is this is tough. I mean, Sekwa's at minus twenty three and a half. The over under is sitting at fifty five and a half. Um, this is a big spread, but I think the Jaguars are hot. I mean, Sekman has been destroying teams lately. Their point differential is one of the best in the area. Pat is a solid team, um, but just I don't think they've seen an athlete quite like Cole Rubel so far this year. Um, so I'm going to go with Sekman to cover, and I'm going to go with the under. Well, I, I have Sekman winning in this game, but I have Pattonville covering. I think that's a little – I think that spread is a little bit insulting to Pattonville. I mean, they're 4-2, and two, but they're not like the Pattonville of the last couple of years. So – but you're right. I don't think they have seen an athlete like Cole Rubel, and they haven't seen a team like Sekman. Although, I think playing Eureka last week was a really good warm-up test because Eureka, you know, they're going to run the ball, and Sekman, they run the ball a lot too, but the, the formations are pretty different. I mean, Sekman, they just give the ball, there's like, give the ball to Cole Rubel in, in, a, in a wildcat in some way and just run, <laughs> you know, go, go, you know, go east or west. But their, their line blocks really well, and they're big, and, and they, they're mobile, so, um, you know, they're, they play a brand of football that's really... Uh, you know, nobody really plays like football the way Sekman does in this area as far just offensively, you know, and, and it's going to be, they're very physical and, and Pattonville, I mean, I don't think they're, I'm, I'm just, I'm sure they're excited and everything, but they're not going to, you know, and this is their senior, but they're not really going to envy going up against Sekman and like, you know, getting grimy and dirty on every single play, which is what they're going to have to do. So, I mean, Pattonville, I have them covering because they're a lot more battle tested than Sekman. You know, they just they just played Eureka and Lindbergh, and they've also played Kirkwood and and Rittner. So, you know, four that's a very competitive four of the out of you know four games out of six. But I do like Sekman in this one, and they even Sekman they even got you know a nice deep threat with you know Anthony Westerfeld um, at wide receiver and. Uh, He's had a really good season, and Rubel, he's been able to, he's been, he's proven he can throw the ball a little bit as well. Seven touchdowns, only one interception. Um, not many passing yards, but he's been really efficient. And uh, Westerfeld, I mean, he's almost got, he's got most of those yards. He's got 403 um, um, receiving yards with 20 catches and six touchdowns. So it's really nice to have uh, a wide receiver outlet where, when you you know you're going to run the ball for the most part, but it's nice to have a receiver that can burn you over the top. And and Westerfeld is a very good one on one target because he's six four and he's a really good and he's a really good dunker in basketball, so he can he can jump pretty well. So yeah, I, I, I like I like Sackman in this game, but I wouldn't be surprised if Pattonville gets an upset. So you're taking Pattonville to cover. Or you're going to go with the over or under. I have Pattonville covering, and I'll go with the over because Sackman they've put it. I have. I mean, that's, um, what is that, a 55 and a half right there? Um, I mean, Sekman is averaging over 50 points this season. So I think, I feel like it's quite logical to put them, to have the, take the over there. Okay. Uh, next up in our top five matchups of the week, we got Rittner at Marquette. Uh, the Mustangs here are favored by 27 and a half, and the overrunners at 41 and a half. Um, I think this is going to be a defensive battle. I mean, we saw Rittner's defense do good against Lindbergh last week, and then Marquette's defense do good um, really all season, um, especially last week against Kirkwood. And uh, this is uh, this is just going to be – I mean, I, obviously I do think Marquette's going to win. I do think they, I think they cover as well. Um, but it's just a question if um, Rittner can keep the turnovers down. And if, if Rittner keeps the turnovers down, then they'll keep it close. 
But I think Marquette's going to be able to force a couple fumbles here and there, which is going to be why I think they'll cover. So I'm going to go with Marquette to cover, and I'm going to go with the over. I really disagree with the spread here. I I think Marquette's going to win. Don't get me wrong, but all season they have not proven at all that they can really they can blow out a, a team the caliber a team with the caliber of Rittner. Um, they've had a lot of close games. I have them win. I mean, look, I think they're going to do a really good job defensively because I, I think this is a bad matchup for Rittner um, just because this has got to be the best defense they've seen. And they, they, they're, they're battle-tested too. But, um, I mean, compared to the teams they've played, I, I feel like Marquette, This is, I mean, for Rittner, this is going to be a tough deal for them. So it'd be really – especially since Rittner, I mean, they run the ball. And I, I really I – I would not be surprised if Marquette gets a shutout in this one. I'll say it. So maybe this spread could be right. But uh, Marquette's had a tough time putting up points. So that's why I kind of – I say that. Um, they do have a nice deep threat, of course, with Gavin Marsh and you know Jack Albrand. He can do that. So And I think their run game is getting a little bit better as the season goes on. So we'll see. But I do have Rittner covering. And I will take the under. Okay. Next up, we got Kirkwood at Lindbergh, our number four game of the week. Uh, Kirkwood's favored by 13 and a half, and the over and under set at 50, 50 and a half. This is Kirkwood's chance um, to prove um, that they can win against a good team, and I think they do. Um, I mean, as long as Kirkwood just keeps the turnovers down and passes at a good efficiency, I think they'll be okay. I mean, Lindbergh, we know, has a good defense, um, but I don't think it's as good as Marquette's. And it here's my uh, side bet of the game. If if Kirkwood passes for over 120 yards, they win the game. Huh. Um, and I think they do. So I'll go with uh, Kirkwood to cover here, and I'll go with the under. I don't think I, – I think it would take more out of them, honestly, the pass for over 120 yards. But I think – Really, you could say if Deion Brown rushes for over 120 yards, or maybe that's maybe that's what you're banking on. Like he's gonna rush for over that. I, I already know he's gonna rush for 120 yards and two touchdowns. So if if, if they can pass the ball well, that's what I'm really concerned about. Yeah, I really like Lindbergh's defensive setup, but um, you'd think on paper Kirkwood, Kirkwood would not be a great matchup for them. But um, I, I I I see where you're coming from, though. I do have Kirkwood winning, and you know. It depends how they bounce back from this, from this, you know, from the Marquette game. You know, they've been so close so many times. I'm pretty sure a lot of them feel like they should be undefeated right now, and you can totally emphasize with that. Um, I do have them beating Kirkwood because I do think, I mean, Kirkwood they, they can be pretty good at stopping the run, and that's what they're going to do. Try to do with Jake Nilo, and they know it's going to go to him. So and. I think it's it's got to come down like can Rittner move the ball effectively against Lindbergh's defense, which they they do a really good job. Um, Kirkwood moving the ball effectively. Kirkwood moving the ball. Yes, thank you. I'm an idiot. Um, so yeah, if, if Kirkwood can move the ball effectively against Lindbergh's, which I think I think they will be able to. So yes, I do I do have Kirkwood covering. It, it's going to be huge though if Kirkwood can have a two score lead in the final five minutes of the game. They I, I they they really need to make sure they do because they. At this point, they like they blown they blown leads late in the game in three games and have lost them. So I think it's going to be a, a big mental thing right here if they can have a nice not I mean obviously not just a secure lead but just something or if they have the ball with like 
late in the game and they have a lead or something like that. They just got to make sure because if Livenberg has the ball and a chance to win late in the game, that's a bad sign for Kirkwood because all season long they have not been able to stop anybody when that's been the case. So regardless, I do have Kirkwood covering and winning. And I will... Jeez. Um... um I don't know. I, I guess, I'll have I'll have Kirkwood taking the over. I guess I think Lindbergh will put up at some points. Okay. Next up, we got a battle in the GC South. We got Timberland at Francis Howell. Howell's favored by sixteen and a half. The over under uh, over under is at sixty eight and a half. Uh, this is just going to come down to can Timberland's defense do enough to not make it a blowout? Um, I the answer is. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stupid answer. <laughs> I think I think Howell's definitely going to put up a lot of points. Um, it's just we know how versatile their offense is. But I'll, I also think that Timberland's defense gets back into rhythm after last week's showing against Troy. Um, so I'm, I'll go with Howell to cover, and then I'll go with the over. Yeah, I have. I, I just what, what Timberland did last week, to, what, what Troy did to Timberland last week, I you really got to pick out. I mean, I think almost everybody was going to pick Francis Howell anyway. But yeah, I just what I mean. Troy kind of embarrassed Timberland a little bit, and I mean Howell. They've, I mean, their closest game was a was a sixteen point win over Troy. So, um, but but that's been like that's what I'm saying. It's like uh, all their other games have been really good, and that was still a really good victory over Troy. That's just the emphasis I'm putting on right there. I mean they've. They've done such a good job of moving the football all season long. Adam Shipley has really come out of nowhere, being one of the better quarterbacks in the area, quite frankly, with his efficiency. Um, and, you know, I, I've said this before, you know, Brady Holtman being really good at running back. And I said this before, I mean, like, how they do not have, like, any noticeable weaknesses. Um, they're just so well balanced. So, you know, and A.J. Reigns finally was human. <laughs> for once this season. I think he'll find a way to move the ball. I think Timberland, they're going to move the ball. Um, but it, it's it's not going to be as much. So they're really going to have to capitalize whenever they do move the ball because it's it's going to be tough to do that. And, you know, their defense has not been against any de- pretty good team this year. They Their defense has not been good. So their defense has got to really have to step it up. And I think all, a lot of that is, is a tough ask. So, yes, I do have uh, – I have Hal covering, and I'm taking the over. Okay, I guess we agree on that one as well. Next up, number two matchup of the week, we got Lafayette at Eureka. Yeah. Big Rockwood rivalry here. We got um, Eureka favored by 9.5 points. The over-under sit at 53.5. This is going to be – this game is going to be a race between Lafayette's passing offense and Kevin Emanuel. Mm. So who can produce more is the question here. I mean, I, I, given how consistent he's been, I got to go with Kevin Emanuel. I mean, no one's been able to stop him yet, and that includes teams that are better than Lafayette, like um, like Marquette. So I, I guess I'll go with – this is tough. I'm actually going to go with Lafayette to cover, but I do think Eureka's going to win. So I'll go, with, I'll go with the Lancers to cover, and I'm going to go with the under. Hmm. Well, you know, here's the thing. If Lafayette has played like they did against Ledoux all year, they'd be, they'd be undefeated. They would have beaten Marquette in week one. Um, but having said that, though, uh, I think Eureka's going to have another good game offensively. Um, just with the line they have, Lafayette has not really seen it, seen anything like that. 
Overall, I mean, Lafayette, they have not been as battle-tested like Eureka has been all season. I mean, yeah, they played Ledoux, um, and then, yeah, lost to Parkway West, but they kind of pale in comparison to, like, how good Marquette is. And Eureka, they've already beaten Marquette and Kirkwood and Pattonville, and even, I would even say, Zuma West might even be better than Ledoux and Parkway West, too, so... Um, it, it, it's it's going to be an amazing atmosphere. I'm going to be at the game filming it. It's homecoming for Eureka, um, so that that is going to be a sold out game. And it's 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 a big rivalry. I mean, it's it's the biggest West. I think it's probably the biggest rivalry in West County. Um, so it's probably the second biggest rivalry to in St. Louis County to Kirkwood and Webster, which probably means it's it's the biggest football rivalry going right now, as far as you know, just kind of. Competitiveness. Competitiveness slash hatred, you know, for either school. Um, so I'm going to have to go with Eureka. I, but I, I'll take the over, but I do have Lafayette covering. If Lafayette, if they can play a similar game like they did against Ledoux, then they're going to cover in this one, which would mean a really good game. Okay. Uh, finally, in the number one game of the week, we got uh, DeSmet at St. Mary's. The Dragons are favored by four and a half here, and the over-under is at 66 and a half. This is a battle between, in my opinion, third best large school and then the first best small school. This is going to be a slugfest. This is going to be a really fun one to watch. Um, Christian Cotton has been having a fantastic season for the Spartans, and then we all know how good St. Mary's has been. Um, still only a one-loss team, that one loss being to Naperville, Napa Valley. It's... Um, this is this is going to be a close one. I mean, I I think I think St. Mary's offense has been more a little more consistent than Desmet's. It's I think they, I think because St. Mary's can run the ball better, I think this is going to give them the edge here. So I'll go with St. Mary's to cover, and I'll go with the over. Yeah, that's good logic. St. Mary's they do have a they they do have a much better run game compared to the Smet, which is it's weird. I really thought the Smet would have a pretty decent run game since they return almost all their old linemen and and. Um, and Keyshawn Ford, but um, I don't really get it. Um, you know, DJ White, he's had a decent season, 40 carries, um, I, uh, 40 carries, 234 yards. But I think if your number one rusher is Christian, not saying Christian Cotton is bad. I mean, he's a nice, he's actually a pretty good dual threat quarterback. He's had a really good season. But I just think if if he's your number one rusher, then there's definitely something a little off for the other running backs right there. So, that means they're going to be more reliant on their passing game. And St. Mary's, their defense is so good. Um, I mean, the most points they've allowed in a game all season was was actually twice to 20 against Lutheran St. Charles and Nuka Valley. And St. Mary's, I think, I mean, this, Matt, they're going to have to score more than 20 points to, to beat the St. Mary's team. So Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I I mean, using that logic, I, I'm going to have to go with St. Mary's in this one because I know they can they can run the ball really well and, you know, they can pass it too. So, um, you know, David Leonard, he's, he's been okay. Um, I mean, not, 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 not great, but not bad. You know, um, you know, 50% complete, you know, passing completion, 527 yards, five touchdowns, one interception. So he's not making a ton of like, you know, costly mistakes, um, you know, and they got, you know, really his only target's been Chase Hendricks. So, I mean, his second best favorite target's been Jamal Roberts, who's their, who's their star running back. So it's really just, you know, if they can, you know, hand the ball off to Roberts and then also John Roberts, you know, junior, his, his young, younger brother. So those two guys have been really good. And then, and see if uh, Chase Hendricks can get open and make a play. So that's kind of been their playbook, and it's worked very well. And their defense has has been really good. So I gotta go with same. I gotta go with the Dragons in this one. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So you're going to go the same areas to cover. You're going to go with the over or under. I got them covering, and I'm taking the under. All right. Um... That is all from it's all for our project our, our um, previous week seven. Mm. Um, before we leave, I do want to mention um, congratulations to St. Charles beating Winfield on one of the most incredible Hail Marys you'll see. Yeah, um, that game that game was super back and forth, came down to the wire. So St. Charles was down by three with I think three seconds left, and they had the ball at um, the Winfield forty-five yard line. And so they threw a Hail Mary and they got it in crazy fashion, but then it was called back for holding. <laughs> so then they ran a similar play, um, but they got a Hail Mary again. So St. Charles really got two Hail Marys in a row um, to beat Winfield, which was just insane. St. Charles' first win of the year. Um, just a huge win, not only, for, not only for the game and for the conference, but for that program, really. I mean, they needed that really bad. I mean, it was at home, too, which is huge. Um, congrats to Coach McMullen and what those players have been doing so far. I know it's it's been a tough year for them so far, but it's um, I want to give them a shout out. Um, it's been it, that was really cool to see them win that way. Um, and just the heart and perseverance that those players are showing really shows how they're sticking with it through this tough year. So I'm very impressed by what they've been doing, and um, hopefully they can keep it up the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, how insane is that to, to score on two? 
straight Hail Marys from midfield. Um, I, I mean, I think that might say a little bit more about Winfield's defense than St. Charles's offense. Uh, but still, I mean, good execution. I mean, obviously, you know, they were able to find a way to kind of isolate the receiver on both plays, make it essentially a one-on-one catch instead of like a three-on-one catch, which is like most like usually you see on Hail Marys because, um, you know, the defense is going to outnumber the offense um, in the in the end zone. So, yeah, I mean, this is huge for St. Charles because, you know, their offense has been really bad up until this game. I mean, they'd only scored 18 points through five games going into going into the night against Winfield. And Winfield's also not had a good season, but it, that was just a great game. Um, you know, I know, you know, you Roman, you were actually kind of, I mean, cons- different expectations, you know, but you were kind of high on both of these teams this season, and I can see why, but... It's not really been a great year for both these teams, but it was kind of nice to see them play a really good, a really good game, and we're talking about it. So there's something there. Yeah, yeah, it was um, it was just too exciting not to mention, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, even in the GAC North, like you're getting some good games there, man. It's like, what's going on? The the, G, the GAC never disappoints. <laughs> It's been pretty impeccable these last two seasons. It 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 has. I mean, ever since, ever since COVID happened in 2020, the GAC has taken their opportunity, and they have not uh, they have not let go of it. The, the momentum is still going strong through the last three seasons of just hey, of just stealing the show. It. I love to see it. It's amazing. Yeah, you really do. Uh, we we got a lot of work to do, St. St. Louis County. Um, we have two. We we had a pretty. The St. Louis County had a pretty good week this week, but it's it's not enough. It's not consistent enough. I mean, the GAC. I mean, this this was like the first time in a while. This was really the only good game that the, G, the GAC had this week. <laughs> um, you know, because like you know, Troy, you know, Timberland, like, Troy and Howell had part of potentially some good games, but they blew them out. So because um, the GAC South almost never disappoints, but they did this past week. However, the GAC North. With Winfield and St. Charles, they were able to pick up the pieces and put together a really good game, and now we're and we were talking about it. So yeah, good for you guys. I don't have anything else to add. So, um, good, really good weekend for Illinois football. I think I think we're back as a team, I and mean, we still got to prove it. But we're four and one. Mizzou almost pulled off an improbable upset over Georgia, but it's okay because. Barstool Big Cat was able to pay for all for um, the drinks at um, whatever um, Harpo's Harpo's um, place in, in Columbia. So that's a he's a legend for doing that. And I guess you're not going to talk about Florida State, which is okay. All right, so that'll do it for us. Uh, th- th- thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it, and uh, we'll, we'll be back next week. Peace. Thank you guys. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.